0: Then touch ye their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. I always like to try to look for a confirmation, you know, whenever I'm fixing to preach. And, and uh, so then that way I know I'm on the right direction or on the right path. But tonight I got it right off, I mean, right at, right at the beginning of the service. And um, and I believe this is the word from God tonight. And uh, so. I'm expecting him to come in and help me to deliver it. But the title of my message tonight is Elevate. I'm going to tell you what the title initially was: is Elevate Your Expectation. Now, you heard me and Travis and a couple of others in here, when we dismissed, bring us back at the next point in time with an expectation for a mighty move of your spirit. Mommy. Right? So. As I was getting this message together, God changed the title. He changed one word. But then he showed me a little later on as I was getting the message together the reason why. The title is Elevate Your Anticipation. And the reason being is because when you say elevate, when you say with an expectation for a mighty move of your spirit, you're saying I'm expecting it. Okay? I'm expecting it, but if you want to do it, do it. If not, that's okay. I don't know if you get that or not, but the, the definition of the word expectation is you're expecting something to happen. You're looking forward to it happen, but you're not doing anything to prepare for it. In other words, you're, you're expecting it and looking for it, but you're not, you're not looking for it when you come in by doing something to provoke it. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? If you ask God for a mighty move of the Spirit and you sit on the pew and don't get up there and worship, come on, don't raise your hands, don't praise Him. Come on, the other ones up here that's worshiping and loving on Him, they're getting something out of the service. You hear me? And there's a reason why. But you're sitting back there expecting God to move. Come on, but you ain't putting no effort into it. You're not pressing in. You see, when these two blind men, they came up to Jesus, they said, Jesus, have mercy on us. As they were watching Jesus was walking along. See the word got out that Jesus was going around. He was healing people. He was opening people's eyes. Come on, he was healing people that can't talk. Come on, healing people that can't hear. Come on, he's raising people from the dead. He was doing all these miracles. And when they called wind, and he was coming to their town, come on, they started crying out to him. They said, Jesus, have mercy on us. Come on, they were getting his attention. Yes, come me. on, you us right here, Jesus, we can't see you alive. I'm crying out to you. We need a miracle from you. Come on, see you. Putting something into it, they were pressing forward, trying to get his attention. Then when he got, come on, when they got his attention, he turned around and looked at him. He said, "Let your eyes be healed according to your faith." Come on, he said, "According to your faith, so be it." What you were asking, I'm doing it because why? Because of your faith. And then the very next verse, their eyes were healed. Their eyes were opened up to where they could see. Why? Because they knew that he could do it. And they cried out to him and they called him, "Come help us, Jesus. Have mercy on us." Give us our sight back. They said they put something in it. They got something back in return. But listen to me. They wasn't just come on. They wasn't just putting something into it. Come on. They were anticipating to receive it. You know why? Because they they knew had to. All they had to do. All they knew they had to do was cry out to His name and ask Him to have mercy on them. Come on, they didn't even ask heal my eyes. They didn't say, Jesus, we can't see, we're blind. Why? Because they knew who they were talking to. That's right. When the Word done got out, this man knows things. Come on, he knows what he's doing. Come on, he's healing people. He's making things happen. Why? Because he's God manifested in the flesh. And they knew that. They cried out to him and got his attention. And he knew what they needed. And he gave it to them. Because of their faith. See, he said, as your faith is, so be it. Meaning... You're getting what you're believing that you're going to get. So when you come in here with an expectation, don't sit back there like you just, uh, well, if it happens, it happens. Or maybe the person up here singing got to touch me. Come on, got to move me. Got to get me motivated inside. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here. Come on, if they don't come back here and kick my chair and say, get up. Come on, come on and do something. Get up here and worship the Lord, you're just going to sit back there and you ain't going to get nothing out of the service. That's right. Amen. Now, when you come in, with an anticipation, come on, come on, you are coming in, you're prepared, mm-hmm. come on, just like in that movie, facing the giants, come on, that teach, that guy that was walking around the school praying, he told him to prepare for rain, come on, when the farmer's praying for his fields to grow, come on, he's going out there, he's planting. Because during the drought, he's expecting to receive rain, but he's taking it to the level of anticipating. Come on, he's planting them seeds, saying, God, I trust you, and I believe that you're going to bring some rain so my crops will grow. Come on, he's anticipating. Come on, he's anticipating the precipitation. Amen. Amen. He's got an anticipation in his heart. That's right. Come on, when we come in this house, come on, we need to anticipate. Come on, that a miracle's going to take place. We need to have an anticipation. Come on, that souls are going to get saved. Come on, that somebody's going to come up here and pray through and receive it. Come on, the power of the Holy Ghost in their life is going to change them. Come on, we need to anticipate those things. You know, there's two things here. A revival is for the church. A revival is for the members that's already in here that's already part of the church because they've got to be revived back to life. A move of God is when people come in and get saved because of the revival taking place amongst the people. Come on, we have to get revived. We have to get brought back to life. We have to be kicked a little bit. Come on, kick the chair and wake yourself up. Amen. Amen. Don't wait for the pastor to kick the chair and wake you up. Get your seat off the cushion and move. Move yourself come up to the altar anticipating and come on anticipating that something's going to happen. And to have an anticipation that you're going to receive something from God. Don't just come in expecting it, because if you're expecting it, you're not going to put nothing forward to it because you're expecting Him to do it. That's right. And it takes us moving Him and getting Him to do it. Amen. There was a man that had a daughter that needed a healing in the Word of God in the Bible, in the book of Mark. He came to Jesus. And he asked God to move and asked God to heal his daughter. When Jesus told him, He says, if you can't just believe, meaning if you can just believe, that word can't's there, it always throws before loop when I say it because it makes me think I'm saying can't. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say it this way. Jesus said, if you can just believe anything... It's possible. The man told Jesus, he said, I believe. But right after that, he said, but help my unbelief. What did he mean when he said, help my unbelief? Did he mean that he didn't believe that Jesus could do it? He just told him that I believe. He said, I believe that you are able to do it. But Lord, help my unbelief. It's because I believe that at that moment when Jesus was speaking to him, well, Jesus began to deal with him a little bit. Began to deal with his heart and showing him things. Possibly he was showing him maybe where his where the thing began and why his child was in that condition. I don't know. The Bible doesn't come out and explain that. But the word unbelief there, one of the definitions is disobedience. <coughs> Lord, help my disobedience. You see, a lot of times when we don't when we wait for somebody else to move us, come on, in a way, that's a form of disobedience because when you come in the doors, oh, you're supposed yeah. to be coming in here. Come on, worship the one yes, that it's all about. Come on, you're supposed to be coming in here and giving attention to the one that's being reverenced in the house. Come on, the Lord Jesus Christ in this place. And He's worthy of all of our praise. Yes. worthy of all of our worship. If you want to get anything out of it, be a little bit obedient to the Lord when you come in the house. Come on, get the praise in it. Lord Jesus, I love you, God. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place. God." Hallelujah, we're actually things my body out of this guy. You are worthy of all my worship and my adoration. Come on, you put him first, so he's the one that matters. He already knows what you need. Come on, but if you want to get in his presence and get something, come on, it's going to take a little bit of work sometimes. It ain't going to take the work from, from the pulpit or the work from the worship. Come on, it's going to take the work from you. Getting moving into God, moving into come on, moving in the Spirit. Right. Being obedient to the Lord. Lord help our unbelief. Come on, Lord help our unbelief. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, back in the Old Testament, the book of Hebrews explains that back in the Old Testament, all through the Old Testament, and this was before Jesus came to the earth. One of the things that got me when I was reading in Hebrews chapter eleven is around verse thirty-six or so. He said they subdued kingdoms by their faith. By their faith and their believing and their trusting in God. Come on, and there, come on! Everybody knows what faith means. It means, come on, you're in channel, you're in tune with God. You're understanding the convictions that He's placing on your heart, and you're removing things from your life. You're trying to be obedient to Him, the moral, moral conviction of religious truth. Come on, you're, you're walking in the faith. You're walking in what you believe. Come on, Jesus is our faith. He is our belief. He's the, he's the one that we believe in. So we walk after Him and follow after Him, and all those different definitions of the word faith. But these people, by faith, by faith in their life. Come on, they had not seen Jesus yet. Not crucified. They might have seen Him walking around. When, you know, uh, Joshua seen Him when He crossed the River Jordan. And they were coming up on Jericho fixing to have a mighty, awesome move of God. Come on, to give them that city. Drop the walls down to the ground. All these different things. They've done that by faith. They believe. They trusted in God. See, when he seen Jesus standing there, when He walked up, He said, are you for us or are you against us? Come on, He was looking at him, and He said, who are you? Are you for us? or Are you against us? And when he said, I am the captain of the Lord's host, he hit his knees. Because see, he already knew when they crossed the river Jordan what they were going over there for. They were going over there to take the promised land. Jericho was one of the first cities, the very first city that they took when they crossed over Jordan. So when they crossed over the Jordan and they were standing there with Jericho far off and the, within their sight, within their view, they already knew where they were going. But then all of a sudden, this man shows up standing there looking at them. He said, who are you? Are you for us or are you against us? He said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. Joshua hit his knees. And he he said, I'm here to tell you that the city has already been given to you and it's already yours. Come on, hallelujah. He told them, "The city is yours and I've given it to you right now. All you got to do is go over there and do what I told you to do. Come on, go over and be obedient. March around those walls and those walls are going to fall down. That city is given to you.
1: I give it to you now,
0: right now. Right now as I'm standing here in front of you. Come on, they didn't have to work for it. But see, see, they put an effort because if they wouldn't have crossed the river Jordan, if they would have stayed out in the wilderness out there, they would have marched around another forty years till that generation died off. Until the next generation to come up, come on, the next generation to come up is the one that was going to do it. Right. Yeah. It could have turned out to be a repetitious thing, but no, see, they obeyed the Lord. They knew that if they crossed that Jordan, that city, that big city, that big walled place over there, come on, that was a, a fortified castle. Whatever you want to call it. we was just something you wasn't getting into. Unbeatable city. But they were obedient because they trusted the Lord. We're going to take the promised land. Come on, these giants don't mean nothing. (laughs) Hallelujah. Caleb looked up that mountain that he saw up there. Come on, he was... (laughs) That mountain's mine there are any giants up there, they ain't going to be up there when I get up there because God said that mountain mine. Amen. You see, that was a step of faith. He believed because God said that mountain was His. He said if you want it, you go take it. It's yours. Right. So if He said it was His, alright, if that mountain is His, the giants are still living there. But come on, God said if you want it, you go take it because it's yours. That last part of that was yours. It belongs to you. So when you went up there to the mountain, come on, the giants went to running. Come on. Because Caleb's stepping that faith. Believe him. Come on, he's subdued. He overcame. That definition of subdued is mean he overcame them. He overcame the giants. He overcame what was hanging out in that mountain and that mountain belonged to him. So the kingdom, okay? What about the kingdom? Subdued kingdoms. They subdued kingdoms. is what it says in the book of Hebrew. The word kingdom there... Lord, help my memory. You're come back to me in just a minute. But see the subdued the kingdom the kingdom is a uh all right, let me this. yeah. All right. Well I have in here. Where the devils hang out? And I rebuke you, devil. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. We ain't settle the rest of this service. They subdued kingdoms. Kingdoms is a fortified place where for devils are hanging out. That's the weaknesses in your life. That's what they overcame. They subdued them. They put things under the feet because they, they come on. They didn't allow, allow things to, to bother them. They didn't allow things to cause them to doubt. Well, so how is it Abraham gotten up on that mountain, fixing to bring that dagger down on his son? Come on, without having a little bit of faith. Come on. He done said on the way up there, he told his son, he said, God will provide Himself the sacrifice. But it took all the way up to getting on that mountain and laying his son down on that altar, building everything up, getting ready. Come on, getting ready to sacrifice his son. When he raised the dagger up, come on, then the angel of the Lord grabbed his hand and said, hold up. He said, right over there is your sacrifice. You don't have to take your son's life today because God sees that you are obedient to Him and that you trust Him. When he overcame something that day, when he when that happened, when that took place, yeah. come on, he he held God to the point of coming all the way down with that dagger, and getting ready to do it. Come on, he trusted God all the way to that level and to that point to where he overcame every weakness in his life. Amen. Amen. That's what really bothered me is I can't think of a definition of achieve. I don't know exactly how to get. it. God. Hallelujah! There it is, right there. See my notes? These notes? I didn't write it down down there. <laughs> you lose, devil. On a spirit of confusion, they subdued the foundation. They overcame the foundation of power. Remember that message? Shaking your foundations. Come on, when that thing gets, in the, gets into your life and it lays a foundation in there, come the foundation something that is something that's going to grow up. They're going to grow up off of. Now, here's a good example of that. One of the trees that I can't stand, that I hate, and I wish God would have never made them. But surely there must be a purpose for them, the stupid pepper trees. And why they call them a tree, I have no idea, because they ain't nothing but a, but a big old weed. That's right. That's right. You can cut that thing down and it'll grow back. You can cut it down again and it'll grow back. Every time you cut it down, it's gonna you give it time, it's going to grow right back up. The only way you're going to get rid of that thing is uprooted, you hear me? Come on, pull it up from the roots. Come on, that's that foundation that that thing tries to lay in your life. And the only way you're going to get rid of it is uprooted, it, pull it up. Come on, you got to overcome it. That means, you be, that means you get that thing totally out of your life and get it as far away from you as you possibly can. The foundation of power, they overcame it. You see, whether it was a kingdom Come on, hallelujah. We know they overcame Jericho. We know they overcame the Promised Land. They overcame kingdoms of that sort. Come on, but there was other kingdoms that they overcame. Come on, it's the weaknesses in their life and the foundation of power that was set in their life. Come on, they had to overcome and trust God to help them get through it. Amen. 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 But it's an anticipation. Going to get to that level to where you anticipate that God's going to help you do something. To get to that level, you anticipate by you making you making plans for. it. Come on, you're laying it out. Are you getting ready to receive it? Come when you're laying, what you need to lay to receive it. If you want to get somewhere in God, you have to open up the Word of God and study it. You have to hit your knees and pray. You have to get into worship. You have to love on him a little bit. Come on, get him down into your surroundings and into your atmosphere around you so where he can change your atmosphere. Come on, if you don't do those things, if you don't pray, if you don't study the word of God, if you don't love on him, if you don't get into worship, come on, if you don't show up in the house of the Lord where the doors are open and get active get active in it. Get up, and get the praising and loving on him. Come on, get the moving in the service, get along with the service. You're not gonna get anywhere. Amen. 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 that's laying the foundation Come on, that's laying out the, what you need to, for the anticipation to receive that's the anticipating to receive another story in the Bible Elijah and Elijah I love the stories about those two guys but there's even deeper revelation when you really study into it that you'll find out about them Elijah, we already know, how to weakness. He had to deal with fear, but he had to overcome that fear. He took a 40-day journey to Mount Horeb, got in the presence of the Lord and met Jesus Christ face to face, turned around and looked, took another 40 days' journey back. But there was a total change in him when he returned back after that second 40 days. Did you know he made that travel and that journey on one meal? Two cakes but one meal. He ate one time. He ate? Dozed back off. The angel woke him up again so You're gonna need this cake too, because your journey's long. He ate the second cake. Drank the cruise of water both times, got up after that, and he marched forty days' journey with no food and water to Mount Horeb. Walked into that cave. Come on then, the Word of the Lord. Come on, I said the Word of the Lord. Come Amen. up to Him. Yes. That, that come on, you know who the Word is, don't you? Come on, I told you He had the case of Jesus Christ. He had him face to face in that. Come on, and that case. That's the Word of the Lord came to Elijah. And said, come on, the reason I say it was Jesus because it doesn't just say that the Word came into his ear and he thought about it. No, the Word came to Elijah and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Why are you here? He had a conversation with him. He told him. He began to tell him. Come on, began to tell him. Oh, old Jezebel wanted to kill me just because I was obedient to the Lord. I killed all of her prophets up there. I was obedient. I called fire down out of heaven and proved that you are real. Come on, and all of a sudden, here she is because I killed all of her prophets like you told me to. Now she's out. Got have to get my head. They began to cry. Come on, began to pout. Then all of a sudden... The word turned to him and said, Come on. Go out to the entrance of the cave. I got something I want to show you, boy. He turned around, he walked out there to the entrance of the cave. And when he got out there it says there was a big fire. Happened all of a sudden. <coughs> there was an earthquake that shook and it cracked the rocks the and out him. Then the wind blew. But it said that God, that God wasn't in none That's of that. That's right. But come on, God was showing him. He said, you remember the fire that you called down on the Come on, you remember the earthquake? Come on, I can shake the earth. You want to know what I can do? And here you're worried about some woman in Sanibel. Let me show you something, boy. I can shake the earth to make it lot Come on, I I can control the wind. I can throw her away. Come on, I can do all these things when you're worried about. Attention. You go back there where I told you to go and do what I told you to do. Come on, and while you're there, you go meet the man Elijah. Come on, out there plowing his daddy's field, and you call him and tell him to come to you because he's going to step in your shoes when you leave here. Amen. Yeah. That's right. All right. Bible says he journeyed another 40 days back. And come to find out, there was 10,000 more prophets that God right. already had laid up. There hadn't been around no Jezebel. and what hadn't been around none of her teaching. hadn't been around none of her food around her table. that was offered to sacrifices to idols. Here he thought he was the only one. That's right. Well, don't ever get to thinking you're the only one Amen. because God can use anybody He wants Amen. to Amen. Elijah got back there he's walking along. The trail. Walking along the road. He sees this man out plowing. He walks over to him. He takes his jacket off. It's one of the Bibles called his mantle. He took his mantle off and he slapped him with it. Begin to walk on. Elijah stopped. Looked and seeing what happened. He ran down and said, what are you doing? He said, God said for you to come follow me. He said, Well, hang on a minute, let me go do this. And he went, and sacrificed the bulls and all that, done all the things that he did, and he ran after Elijah. And as they journeyed, he seen all these different things. See, he knew also who Elijah was. That's the catch. That's what, that's what you gotta realize. Come on, this man wasn't somebody that nobody knew. Come on, he just killed all them prophets up there on mount, on that on that mountain, called fire down. Come on, unbelievable fire told him not to rain. This man was powerful. Come on, Elijah knew that. He knew who he was. Hallelujah. So he began, he began to follow him. As he following him, he sees all these other different things that Elijah was doing while he was there. Then Elijah started telling him, look, boy, go over here and wait over here in Gilead for me. Go over here and wait in Jericho for me. Go wait over here for me. But he told him nothing. Where did you go? I go. That's right. I'm not leaving. That's right. So finally he asked him, he said, man, what is it you want? He said, i want double what you got. Woo! Come on, that that you're I able did. to do. Come on, you smacking the water and it's parting down. Come oh, on, it's parting that river. That river that's come flowing down through here. You're hitting it and it's parting. Come on, hallelujah. You're telling it not to rain. And when you call the fire down out of heaven, you're speaking to the one that sits on the throne. Hallelujah. Come on, you got a communication line. Yeah. I want what you got, but I want them what you got. So I want to do more, greater things than what you do. Hallelujah. He said, I don't want just what you're doing now. I want to do things even greater than that. He told them, he said, well, if you see me when I leave, if you see me when I part this world, if you can, if you can watch that, in other words, you've got to stay in tune enough to know What's happening when it happens? Hallelujah. It wasn't just the fact that he had to see it, he had to know what was happening. Well, there's a big difference in knowing what's going to happen and actually seeing it. But as they were as they were walking along, hallelujah. Elijah walked up to that water. Took that mantle. Well, took his jacket off. They walked up to the River Jordan together. Elijah standing there watching and he said, Smack! That water parted. When they walked across dry ground, the Bible says, as they walked across there and they got over to the other side, and they're walking along. When Elijah sitting there, Elijah sitting there watching it and watching, watching everything that's happening, keeping his eyes on him, going listening and seeing, trying to pay close attention to every single detail. All of a sudden, this chariot of fire comes and appears in the sky, and it starts to come around, starts rolling around this way. Elijah's standing there, right next to him, and he watches this chariot. All of a sudden, he sees something over here because he see he knew what was fixing to happen. He knew that he was fixing to leave. All of a sudden, he sees this whirlwind coming here. He's watching that chariot and he sees a whirlwind. All of a sudden, the whirlwind comes by in between them and the chariot and snatches Elijah up. He watches him go up. He said, "There he goes." He said, "Now, I'm, I'm, am I going to get what I asked for? Come on, I'm anticipating. I'm looking. I'm watching. I've been watching this whole time. I've been hanging out with him, trying to t- trying to make sure I'm here when it takes place. I'm anticipating to receive what is get what is supposed to be given to me. The man of God said I was going to get it if I watch when he goes. I'm seeing him now. He's going up. He's going up. All of a sudden, Elijah disappears. The whirlwind dissipates, goes off. The chariot flies by." watch this mantle hit the ground he looks at that mantle looks up he walks over there and he picks the mantle up anticipating come on he just received what he asked for Amen. come on he watched him when he went up now all of a sudden his mantle his mantle is in my hand he started making his way back over to the river Jordan. He gets over there and he looks at the water. I can just see him now. He looks at the water, he looks back. Looks at the mantle. And the, Where's the God of Elijah? Yes, Amen. Yes. He smacked the water. Amen. All of a sudden, instantly, the river parted. Come on, he looked and he seemed dry down. He said, There's the God of Elijah. That's Hallelujah. What? Come on. God gave me what I asked for yeah. I want. I see him when he went up might be asking, well, how do, I, how do you know that all this happened? Well, you read a little later on in the chapter, he walks up into the river, into the city of Jericho, and those guys are standing around there, they've seen something happen out there, and when they seen a great tornado come blowing through, they've seen the chariot come down or whatever, and they seen probably, it says, according to my, the word that i read, they've seen Elijah when he got snatched up, so they seen him, they said, hey, let's send some people out there to look and see if we can find him, so we can give the man the right kind of burial. Elijah looked at him and said, you ain't going to find him because he didn't come back down. That's why he went up. Come on, God took him up to heaven. That's what happened with him. Come on, you ain't going to find him. You go out to look all you want, but you're going to return with empty hands. Amen. 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 And from that day forth, Elijah began to walk in that anointing. Come on, that double portion that he got from Elijah. Why? Because he anticipated that he was going That's see right. It. Because he was obedient to what was being told to him. Come on, he wasn't leaving Elijah's side. Because Elijah said, if you see me when I go. Come on, regardless of what happens, regardless of how weary he got. Regardless of how tired he got, regardless of what happened, you see, the enemy's going to come along you're going to try to throw things front of you, distractions to pull you off, distractions to do this, distractions to do that. But you got to stay focused and say, I ain't missing out on this, That's devil. Right. Get on out of here right. and take your right. distractions with you. Right. Hallelujah. And if I'm not my eyes on fire, I'm going to something in store for me. So I just hang on, and I just keep my own precious fruit. Put you toward that mark for the yeah. yeah. And in I'm going to make it there. So get on out of here, you spirit of destruction. Get on out of here, you spirit of confusion. Get on out of here, you spirit of whatever you're dealing with.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. 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 But you see, you have to have something greater than an expectation. when you have to anticipate. You have to prepare for rain. There's so many different titles that can be put on this message. But I believe it's elevate your anticipation because we need to bring it up a little higher. We're going to quit leaving it down here and saying, this is what I'm after. I don't need any more than this right here. No, you need something far greater yes. than this because there's people in this world that needs help. There's people in this church that needs help. Hallelujah. I remember, I Jeff, forgive me if this upsets you. But I remember a while back I told him, after I prayed for him, I said, Brother, I said, When you come into the house of God, when you enter into them doors, take that pants leg where that leg ain't there, and undo that and let it lay out. Come on and anticipate. Come on, hallelujah, you hear me. Anticipate. That that leg might come in here tonight. Come on, that leg might just come out right here, right now, right this very moment. That's anticipating, you hear me? That's anticipating a miracle. Anticipating what you need from God. Amen. It's taking it to a level to where you're gonna say. I'm going in there expecting that I'm going That's to receive right. something tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm expecting. Come on, I'm anticipating. Come on, come on, miracles are going to take place. Right. I'm anticipating that souls are going to be saved. I'm anticipating all these different things. Yeah. Right. Right. Elevate your expectation. Yeah. Come on, get it on up there. Come on, get it out of your reach. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. If God does it, it's something you couldn't do yourself. So that means you're saying, saying, God, here it is. Because I can't do nothing with it. But I believe in You and I trust You. And that You say in Your Word that if I can just believe, come on, all things are possible to those that believe. And God, I believe and I give it to You. And mean it from Your heart. And when You give it to Him, hallelujah, anticipate to receive what You're asking for. Amen. The other preacher... Farm, the other farmer. Didn't go out and it, prepare for rain. The other farmer. I'm gonna wait and see if it rains. Because I don't want to waste the seed. Right? That that pastor looked at that teacher. Who do you think got rain for? Said the one that prepared his field. That's right. There's the one that got rain. Elevate your anticipation tonight. I got a confirmation when Caleb said an expectation and an anticipation. That's why I believe this is a word from God tonight. Well, right at the beginning of the service. And then who showed up? I know I felt him in the house. Amen. Yeah, if you didn't feel something wrong with your feeler then you, yeah. you need know to get it checked out. But let's elevate your anticipation tonight. You know, every time we come in these doors, we need to be expecting a miracle. Every time we come in <coughs> these doors, we need to be expecting something great, something awesome to happen. But take it to the level of anticipating it to where you prepare for it. Come on, you get up out of your seat and get the moving when the Spirit's moving in the place. Come on, hallelujah. Get up here and get to worshiping God with everybody else. Don't be ashamed to get up here and worship God and love one of them a little bit. Everybody's able to get up here and come up here. Amen. Everybody, anybody that can walk in the doors is fully capable and fully able to come up here and get in the altar to get in the worship service. And if I'm stepping on your toes with that, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm being honest with you. Come on, if God's moving up here. That's where we need to be at. Amen. Amen. You hear me? Not sitting back there waiting for somebody to move you. Anticipate something to happen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You know. been a few times now I've called Jeff up here and prayed for him. Then a few times I called the lid up here and pray for him. Did they get what they were getting prayed for? No? But does that mean that I should stop now? That's right. You see, I'm not trying to give them a false hope. But I do know this. And I'm anticipating one of these times. Come on. Come on, one of these times. Come on. Regardless, when you're praying for them, one of these times, they're going to get the miracle. Yeah, and maybe if I can't, but if that God looks there and says, now, the day that I'm going to get it." for them. All. And if yeah. got a problem, if you call them up here and praying for them, telling them you need to get up here and get some feelings there. Come on, I'm not giving them a fuck, bro. I'm looking, come on, I'm looking for man here. Anticipating to receive a miracle. Let me tell you something. If they ain't called up here to pray for, come on, hallelujah. I'm not anticipating it. I'm not putting forth an effort. Amen. That's what I'm talking about tonight. And that's the best way that I can explain it. When I call them up and bring them up here, I'm anticipating because when they get up here and I pray for them, yeah, hallelujah. If God sees fit that that's the moment to give it to them. Hallelujah. There can be some yes, going on in this place. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. It's an anticipation to receive the miracle of the Lord. Just like with the blind man, They wouldn't have cried out. Jesus would have walked them on by. And they never would have received it. One more quick story. The Pool of Bethesda. A lot of people know that story. You know, that was one of the stories I learned back when I was in Bible school, when I was a kid. And we've heard it preached on a few times here. But you know that little lame guy that couldn't walk, couldn't carry himself down to the pool. But every year, when it comes time for that angel to step in the water and stir the water, to where one person that enters that pool would get his miracle you could have written it on your calendar that man's name every single year. Every single year. Even though he had didn't have the ability to get to the pool before somebody was able to walk and run faster than him, made it to that pool. But every single year, he showed up at that pool saying, am I, I going to be able to touch that water? Before these other people, but then one day he showed up on that day, went there laying by the pool, and as he's laying there, that angel that normally would come down and stir hey. the water made <laughs> him a visit personally. He was sitting there, Jesus come up to him. That's right. Why do you come here? What is your purpose for coming here? He said, I'm waiting for the waters to get stirred so that I can get in and receive my healing. Because once a year, an angel from God would come down and stir that water. But every time I would almost get there, somebody that can move a little better than me me to the water. He looked at him and said, "Today your healing is here." Amen. You don't have to get in the water. Come on, because the one that stirs the water is standing in front of you. Yes, amen. And he raised him up and healed that lame man to where he could walk. And you know what? I believe. I believe. He said, "Hallelujah!" My endurance paid off. Yes. Every year that I've came here expecting and anticipating to get in that water before somebody else. I didn't even have to move. The one that started the water met me face to face and healed my body. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the anticipation. Elevate your anticipation tonight. Well, you need a little boost in your spirit tonight to help you elevate your anticipation. Come on, come on up to where the water's being stirred. Come on, because I one to stir the water back then. is stirring the atmosphere in this place that's tonight. Right. Hallelujah. All you got to do is just reach out to it and say, God, give me that, that anticipation, Lord. Help me, God, to elevate my anticipation. Help me, God, to where I can subdue these things and overcome these foundations of power that's hindering my life. That's right. And hindering others' lives. Now, somebody gets on the instrument tonight. Want, just, if you need a touch in your body tonight, regardless of what it is. Come on, whether it be you just need a little boost of faith, or whether it be you need to touch heaven or somebody that's in need. These altars are open. We'll pray for you. We'll pray with you. Or if you want to just come up and pray. Hallelujah. But come on, reach out to the one that can change your atmosphere, that can change your circumstance. Come on, elevate.
1: Elevate it. Raise
0: it up tonight. Raise up that anticipation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's like when a sinner is reaching out. When God's dealing with His heart, and He's tugging with His heart. Come on, that anticipation that they're feeling. Come on, that excitement that they're feeling inside of when God's moving in there. Come on, He's stirring them up inside. To, come on, to, to anticipate what's happening, they have to step out. So when they step out, they're stepping into it, expecting they're going to receive what they're looking for when they hit the altar up here. If they didn't, there wouldn't be any hope. There wouldn't be any reason for them to come up because there wouldn't be nothing up here waiting on them because they can't believe it. Hallelujah. Lord, help our Lord Jesus. Help us, God. Help us, Lord, to reach that level of anticipation, God, for things that happen, God, to elevate our anticipation, Lord Jesus, and into the atmosphere where the miracles hang out, and the atmosphere where all the things that you've moved in, God, and everything that you can enable to happen, Lord, to where we can reach up there and touch with God. Where we can bring them down under our level, Lord Jesus, and where they'll move in our, in our midst, Lord God, and change things, Lord. And they help us, Lord God, and cause miracles to happen in your house, Lord. Cause people to get saved, Lord Jesus. Cause a, a hunger, Lord, in each and every one of us, God, to where we get to where we need to be with you, Lord Jesus. God, I ask you, Lord, to help us, God. Increase our, increase our anticipation, Lord. Elevate it up, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Something else that God showed me in this message. I kind of got a little excited. Can't help it. the only flowing. Everybody just walked in and just spoke. the only flowing through. You know what to talk about. But you see, if you think about some of the great things that happened throughout history and some of the great ministers, this—I'm this going to get you with all the great ministers with healing powers. That wasn't them. We know that was God working through them. Yeah. But there's something that God showed me about the people that went to these churches. Come on, went and sat under H. church Hall. Went and sat under all the other ministers that had that. That they could pray for, pray for people and they would split up cancers. Cancers fall off of them. Off of them. Come on, the legs be healed. Come well, it wasn't just the preacher. These people that went and sat in their ministry, come on, they had an anticipation. Come on, when they went into that house and sat in that ministry that they were going to see things happen. Come on, they had an anticipation. Come on, to see miracles take place. See, it's not just coming from up here. You hear me tonight? Don't leave it up to the minister going to cause things wonderful and awesome to happen in the house of God. It involves all of us. Every single one of us. When you come in these doors, start anticipating something to happen. You want to win Okeechobee? It ain't going to be the preachers that wins Okeechobee. Come on, it's going to be the other people that's sitting amongst the preachers. Yeah. Come on, it's sitting in this house that's going out there and witnessing the people. Right. Come on, it's your anticipation. Come on, you're going to win this town. How are you going to win this town if you don't get involved? Come on, if you don't start getting a vision. Without a vision, the people perish. You get that division is the anticipation. Come on, they both work together. Having a vision, you're anticipating. And without that vision, the people perish. But what I wanted to tell you, it's as much on you as it is on us. Everybody is involved in this. So elevate your anticipation. You want to see these things start happening. Come on. You anticipate it too. Come on, pray before you come in this house and say, God, move. I want to see you move. I want to see Jeff get healed and made whole. Not just healed, but made whole. Yeah. God's healed him numerous times. What he needs is to be made whole. Right. Tell God you want to see that. Tell God you believe in that to happen. Come on, hallelujah. Get in anticipation that one day you're going to see that take place. Right. The land needs healed. Yeah. He needs to be made whole. Right. The problem in his spine, that ain't nothing to God. Right. Amen. Yeah. It takes a greater move to go away leg than to heal a spine. But you see, you want your faith to get to a level to where there's nothing that affects you. Come on, to where nothing can stop you. Come on, to where nothing can be impossible for you to believe to happen. You see something like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. With your very own eyes take place in this church. You hear me. I just want you to get that tonight because I feel this in my spirit that this is very important. Come on, we're supposed to be walking some avenues. It's going to be pretty awesome here in the near future. But we got to get ready before we get there. You want to walk them avenues? Come on, you gotta get the dust knocked off your shoes. Get your soles old up a little bit. And I don't mean old up so you'll slip, I mean old up so hold up so they hold up to the amount of walking come on, that you're gonna be doing. I ain't talking about literal walking. Elevate your anticipation tonight. If you get one thing out of this whole message, get that. Elevate your anticipation tonight. Get it up to a level to where great things are going to start happening.